Today on the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. There's plenty of people that are very smart, but are unemployed and never really amount to much in their careers. And a lot of that has to do with their attitude. I could talk forever about the importance of attitude. Welcome back to the podcast today, Harrison. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you doing? Doing great. I am very interested to learn about today's career advice, because I think a lot of this is not applicable only to attorneys, but to anyone in the legal profession, whether they be law students working their way up. A lot of this is actually just really good life advice as well. So I think everyone can benefit from taking some of these tips into their daily life, whether they are a legal professional or a friend or family. I think this is just good words to live by. And I'm excited to dig into it. One of the most fascinating things about this podcast is that you start off with the associated article describing how your attitude is just as important as the quality of your work. And what's great about that is it means that no matter what level you're at, whether you're early in your career, late in your career, at a large prestigious law firm or a small upstart boutique firm, you can take this tip and use it to improve your career and move forward. So tell me a little bit about attorneys specifically in law firms. What attitude do you think is most advantageous to moving up in your career, to impressing your superiors and your peers? What attitude do you think that attorneys should keep in mind? The first thing is you need to have social intelligence and, and by social intelligence, I mean, you need to understand what sort of attitude that's required in the organization that you're in. And so different types of law firms are going to be interested in different types of people. But one of the things that I would say is in most cases, it's enough in some big firms to be smart if you're just doing work. But for the most part, people want to give work to people that they like. They want to give work to people that they get along with, that they feel comfortable with, that have a good attitude, that are enthusiastic and not negative. If you're positive and you're enthusiastic at work and, and you're not negative, then you're much more likely to do well. And uh, there's plenty of people that are very smart, but are unemployed and never really amount to much in their careers. And a lot of that has to do with their attitude. I could talk forever about the importance of attitude, but the big thing is that in every organization, you have people that are trying to build the company or the law firm up. And, and they're trying to build other people up around them and they're really contributing. And then you have people that are basically doing the opposite, that are tearing it down. And those are the kind of people that law firms and companies are always trying to get rid of. It's interesting. There's statistics out there that like each bad hire costs something like 10 or 15 times a person's salary in a year. And not only is the person with a bad attitude, maybe not doing a good job with their work, but they're undermining people around them and demotivating people around them and so forth. So having a positive attitude is incredibly important. And there's so many ways I could discuss this, but the main thing is that you have to keep your ego out of your job and realize that it's never about you. It's about something outside of you, meaning serving clients and serving your firm. And the more negative people are, I think that the more trouble they get in. There's nothing really more important to succeeding in a law firm than avoiding the sort of that, that, you know, not understanding the importance of your attitude. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the first tip is that your attitude is just as important as the quality of your work. And you actually led us into our second point as well, which is that if you surround yourself with negative people, then your firm's going to assume that you're negative and you probably are going to be more negative than if you surround yourself with positive people 
or at least do your best to distance yourself from the negative people that may be at your firm. You did point out how firms will do everything they can to avoid a bad hire because one bad apple can spoil the bunch. That they might do poor quality work or they might not be enthusiastic, but they might bring other people down with them. So on the flip side of that, how can you distance yourself from negative people who may be around you, especially people who may be working on the same project as you and you have to deal with their negative? You don't engage. People are allowed you know, to certainly have their opinions, but you don't want to engage with them. You don't want to spend their time with them. I'm sure that you've noticed, and I certainly have noticed, that the people you spend your time with really, in large part, determine your level of happiness and your level of success. I certainly run across people that when I'm with them, I feel very good about myself and they make me happy and they make me feel more successful and fulfilled and connected. And I run across people where it's the actual opposite. Not only are we programmed as people to pick up negatives and positives in terms of different types of people, the type of people we're with really influence how the type of people that we become. My advice, the most important thing is if people are unhappy with their jobs, or they're unhappy, then you're going to, and you want to spend time with them, then you're probably going to be unhappy too. So it's really important to avoid those types of people. Why would you want to surround yourself with people whose view of the world isn't necessarily leading to success in your organization? That's not going anywhere. It's not helping you. You want to find people that are enthusiastic about their jobs and are going to be doing things. I do want to qualify that. If you were working in a car wash and the future was the best you could possibly hope for was to be elevated from drying off cars to waxing them or something, and maybe making a dollar above minimum wage, and you were surrounded by people that thought that was a horrible thing and they were talking negatively about it, that's one thing. But if you're in a big law firm or in a law firm, the potential in the sky is the limit. You can achieve uh, incredible things uh, with your life and your career. Anybody that's negative on that, allow them to go off in their own way. But if you stick with a law firm and you stick with a profession, you're going to do well. You're not working in a car wash with the potential of being promoted to waxing from drying cars off. You're working in a law firm where your potential is limitless. And so why would you surround yourself with negative people? You really want to be around positive people that can see the best in the situation and what's possible. Absolutely. So you recommend that attorneys should try to do unassigned work. So how would that work in the context of a law firm? And how would you be able to do that without stepping on toes or overstepping your boundaries? Yeah, you do want to do unassigned work and you're not stepping on boundaries. So when people that go above and beyond whatever they're doing are the ones do the best. When you use products, the companies that grow are the ones that provide more benefits. The people that succeed are the ones that provide more service. When you do more than is expected and more than average people, you're going to do much better. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to do as well as you possibly can. My advice is you should always do more than is respected. When I was growing up, my dad would pay me to do tasks around the house. And so it might be shoveling snow and things like that. And, and at the time when he was doing that, American car companies were being killed by the Japanese and they were being killed by the Japanese because Japanese cars were just 10 times better. They were made better. They, everything was thought out better. They were just much better cars. And even when I was shoveling snow, he would say to me, think about what a Japanese kid would do. And so it wasn't just a matter of shoveling snow. It was a matter of making sure that not just the walk was shoveled, but maybe the porch was shoveled and the awnings were, the snow was taken off of them. And then you went and did extra more than the average person would do. So you showed you had pride in your work and things like that. And 
it was interesting to me when I started clerking uh, for a federal judge in Michigan, I started noticing that the, the best attorneys that were sending things into the court, they would do extra things. Like everything would be very well proofed from the biggest firms, but they would go out of their way to do things like put uh, post-it notes over the paper where they would put a paper clip so the paper wouldn't get crinkled by a paper clip and to just all these little things that were just so well thought out that the average attorney wouldn't do. So you have to really do unassigned work and things that people aren't expecting because the more of that you do, the better off you'll be thought of. Yeah. As I say, the devil's in the details, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's down to those little touches that people actually notice. You also mentioned in this guide how people who leave the law firm can be an important network. So you may be moving up in your law firm, you may be getting promoted, but other people may be making a lateral move and at the same time moving up in there. So just because somebody's leaving doesn't mean that, you know, they're not going to practice law or they're, they're not what they touch with. So uh, how else can an attorney who leaves your law firm be a, an important asset for your network? The best attorneys really don't get involved in the negativity and the negative type of stuff. They will try to be friendly with most people. They will try to be likable. If people are getting in trouble, they'll avoid injecting themselves into it and they'll they'll almost be non-political when they can be. And staying in touch with people and making them feel valued even after they've left and updating them on news and so forth is very useful. I have people that I know from even college that I wasn't even very close to when I was in college, but for whatever reason, they constantly, at least once or twice a year, are checking in and reaching out and seeing how I'm doing. And, And interestingly enough, one of them I can think of became enormously successful going to work for a a big technology company and then retiring at a very young age when even though he didn't have the best legal qualifications. The point of all this is just that people that create networks, those networks can help you. They can benefit you. People will think of you when there's jobs. If you stay in touch with people, they can refer business to you and all sorts of things. And very few people are connectors and it's almost a personality type, but it's a very useful skill to have. And it sounds like these uh, very successful people who have continued to stay in touch throughout the years, they're actually applying the, the fifth tip in this guide, which is to never act entitled. It's very important to, to stay humble no matter how big you get, because anyone might be a potential asset to you. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Webinars take place on Zoom, and you can join the next webinar by using the Zoom ID. The Zoom ID for this webinar is 868 9816 5944. Again, that Zoom ID is 868-9816-5944. You can also find more information by going to coaching.oar.com. The entitlement means a lot of things, but one of the things that I think it means is that you're ego-centered, you're interested in yourself, you're, you're not thinking about others. You believe that Whatever you've done in the past somehow reflects on how people should treat you now. And so all those things are not the important to think about. If someone's entitled, the, the natural reaction is to push them down. People want to avoid 
others at, at action title. It, it's not an attractive quality and it's something that can hurt you quite a bit in your career. And it's a people at all levels act entitled. They partners often act entitled, the older partners act entitled, young partners act entitled. The, the less sense of entitlement you have, the more people actually want to award you. Absolutely. And going hand in hand with that is the, the next piece of advice, which uh, is to not act too stressed at work. And especially attorneys, that's a very stressful job, but the important thing is to not necessarily show the, the emotions that you're having about it in the professional environment, because that can, uh, hurt you essentially that can act negatively or that can be a strike against you in the eyes of your superiors. And why is that the case? Being stressed at work means a lot of things, but the job of an attorney is to be able to counsel people and, and to, to some extent be in control. If you are acting out of control, then you're not following what the expectations are. People need to be able to believe that you're going to be cool and be able to handle things coming at you. And if they don't believe you can't, they're not going to trust you as much. Absolutely. And another way to build that trust with your coworkers and your superiors is to attend social events or other organized group events outside of work that might be organized by the law firm or even just uh, casual nights out with your coworkers. So how can that play into a successful career? The idea is you have to have a network and you have to connect with people. And regardless of where you're at, you have to have people that like you and so forth. So spending time with people outside of work is very important. Absolutely. It's one of those things about the devils in the details is putting away your cell phone when you're at the office, showing that you're dedicated to the work at hand. You're not distracted by personal tasks. So in addition to uh, never acting entitled, you mentioned that it's important to never act too stressed when you're at work. And why do you think that is, you know, why can it affect you negatively if you show how stressed you are? Because the legal profession is very stressful by nature. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it sounds so mellow. <laughs> Got it off my mind, whatever. Yeah, like melatonin or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason it's important not to act stress is because as an attorney, clients and other people in your firm kind of rely on you to, to be in control. The more you're able to show that you're in control, things going on around you, the, the better off you're typically going to be. You really need to do what you can to, to appear in control. If you appear out of control and, and like you're very emotional and stressed, then people aren't going to want to give you work. So you need to appear. Yeah, that makes sense. And they're probably not going to want to invite you to hang out or do anything outside of work either. And the next point that you mentioned in this guide, how you should always try to accept invitations to spend time outside of work. What are some of the ways that can help you in your career? Having advocates and people like that identify with you personally, it's much harder to say negative things about people if you're close to them. It's also harder to to not make, to include them in things and so forth. Being able to spend time with people outside of work makes a personal connection and a personal connection is much more important than anything in it. One thing I would just say that in terms of personal connection, it's important to spend time with people outside of work because they can advance your career. They can give you work. They can let you know about information that you wouldn't otherwise know. They can give you advice about how to behave and kind of leave certain things, but not only that, but more than anything, everything really is about connection. So you can't get ahead in the law firm and you can't really ever get ahead unless you're able to make connections with others. So the, the more you can make connections, the better. I think a lot of times people don't understand just how important that is, but people are essentially tribal animals. So if you're able to connect with others, it can help you quite a bit. Absolutely. And 
Speaking of connections, on, on the flip side, there's a certain connection you want to maybe cut off when you're at work, and that's your personal connection to your cell phone. So can, what are some of the ways that having your cell phone out and using it during the workday might make you look bad? Could it affect your integrity? Would people think you might be you know, using it inappropriately during the The thing that I've noticed about cell phones, and I, I really dislike them quite a bit because I think that people really do tend to, to use them too much. But it's a, something that, you know, if you're constantly playing with your cell phone when people are trying to talk to you, you're just never connected to the people you're dealing with. So in order to be connected, it is important that you're focused and, and you're focused on that. When you're playing with your cell phone, the people, you're not really there. Only part of you is there. So when you're with colleagues, you should try to be connected. When you're with superiors, you should try to be connected. When you're with clients, you should try to be connected. And honestly, it's just bad etiquette to play with your cell phone all the time. And there's really nothing in most cases that's more important than whoever you're dealing with. So if people feel connected with you, then it's good. And so cell phones are just a form of distraction and, and something you need to be careful of. Absolutely. And other forms of distraction include like social media websites or internet forums where you might be saying negative things about your law firm. And that can really come back to bite me. Uh, especially if your law firm is monitoring your internet activity. Do you want to talk about what can happen when you're caught using your internet connection on your laptop or on your work phone for something personal like social media or saying negative things? What are some of the things that you've seen happen in relation? I heard something funny, actually. This is not something I should say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was talking to a very successful partner in a law firm not too long ago. And he said, none of the associates that make partner are read above the law, which is like a kind of a tabloid publication. I thought that was funny. And I was like, how would you know that? And he's, he's laughing. He's like, we know what you people are looking at. And so that's just like a, that's a publication that kind of has all sorts of good and bad news about law firms and so forth. And I think that's a little extreme that he said that. And, and I find that hard to believe that's true. But the idea is that law firms do monitor communications. A lot of them do. I don't know why they have time to do that, but they do. I used to work at a law firm called Dewey Ballantyne. And one time I walked into the, someone that was in charge of the office I was working in and he had a big, a huge pile of emails that he, that had been printed from different attorneys on his desk and he was shredding them. And he was a funny guy, but he was reading them and he's like, this is my job. It's part of my job. So they monitor your emails. They monitor the sites you go to. They monitor all this stuff. And Again, I think it's a complete waste of time that they do it. I don't know what they can gain from that, but I do think that uh, they do have to be careful about insider trading and other things. And if they have enemies in their midst, they may care about that. I don't know what good it does for them too, but they may care about that. So you just have to be very careful with your office communications. Absolutely. And switching to a more positive note, uh, you mentioned next how you should always go out of your way to help others, even if there's not necessarily a direct benefit to you. And does that refer more to setting up for a long-term payback or how can this help you in your day-to-day -day work environment, going out of your way to provide assistance or just being a, a friendly facer for people around you? Leadership is about being a good citizen. When I was young, I took, I don't know why they gave us these classes, but when I used to run for student council, they, for whatever reason, they would give us leadership classes at school and, and some of the fundamentals you teach you, if you're walking by and trash on the ground, pick it up. If you're, you want to basically set an example for your peers. And one way to set an example for your peers is to do things that are in, in your benefit. So that means helping other people. That means not 
just looking out for yourself and being seen as someone that contributes to helping the whole group. Very few people do that, but getting a reputation for doing that can help you quite a bit. That's excellent to hear. There are some people who have those qualities naturally, and you know they tend to be the natural born leaders who, who rise to the occasion. He did. And that's great to hear that there are even classes you can take to teach you those leadership skills if you weren't born with them naturally. I don't know about classes, but yeah, there were definitely, when I was young, I, I was given those classes. I, those are just kind of fundamentals of good citizenship, but just being, helping others and getting a reputation with it is something that can help you definitely do well. Absolutely. Maybe there's an idea for a, a future webinar topic in our podcast is a class on leadership. It's so, point in your guide there is how it's very important to take care of yourself. So you live in active and I can imagine that has a lot to do with the, the idea that you're hiring a lawyer to go to bat for you, to, to stick up for you. And you want somebody who looks like they take care of themselves because they're going to take care of you. So how else can that, having that sharp appearance help you in your day-to-day -day life and your, in your life? It's not just about self-appearance. It's about just, if you're taking care of yourself, then the idea is that you've got it together and then clients are in good shape and so forth. So it's important. You just want to. Do the best you can to take care of yourself. Taking care of your mind and body is going to make you more effective when you're in a firm. And if you let yourself get run down, that's going to affect your performance and it's going to affect how people perceive you. One thing I would say is I learned when I was very young and in law firms, someone once said, walk into a room with clients. They want to look at you and see that you're the best. They want to believe that you're the absolute best person. You're the most impressive looking and, and stuff, because that's the kind of person they want out there representing them. Is that true? Because everyone is certainly not in person all the time. To some extent, no, but that's the idea. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And another factor that can really greatly contribute to your success in any law firm is whether or not you have a good mentor there. So how can you find a, a strong mentor in a law firm? And can you find a mentor at any point, even if you've already been there for a few years? Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. Yeah, mentors will typically take interest in people that they see are trying very hard and want to get ahead and are enthusiastic, and then they come up and they help them. And that's really the key to getting a mentor. It's not just telling someone, I want you to be a mentor, because if you just do that, the mentor kind of needs to watch you first and see that you're really trying uh, hard to be good. The more you try, the better you're going to do. So my advice is just uh, to the extent you can, try to impress the right people. And if you impress certain people, they'll take an interest in you and want to help you. And that's really the main thing with mentors. So another point that you make here is how concentrating on the work that you enjoy and you're the best at is going to help you excel in your legal career. So how can you 
align your projects or, or how can you actually get the work that you enjoy if you're in a position where you get assignments from other people? The big thing is in order to get the work you enjoy, you want to make sure that you're asking for assignments in the areas that you're likely to do the best in. So there's certain things that you may excel at and be interested in, certain things you won't. One example is I personally do not enjoy finance classes, but I do enjoy anything that, to do, deal with writing and analysis. So if I had to take nothing but finance classes, I probably would not be considered a very good student no matter where I went. And avoiding things that you don't do well at is a, an important thing in a law firm because if you're not doing well or you're not good at something, then you're going to get a reputation of not being a good attorney. So you need to make sure you're doing the best you can. The example would be Mike Tyson, one of the greatest uh, boxers of all time. What if he instead decided he was going to put his skills into being a neurosurgeon, which is ludicrous, but sometimes people do that. They make the wrong career choices. He's very well suited to be a boxer, but probably not the best person to be a neurosurgeon. Certainly, or a mathematician or anything. Can you imagine? Yeah. Taking this uh, a step further, another factor that's going to influence your perceived at work is how you behave outside of work. So what can happen if you end up behaving poorly outside of work? How can your superiors find out about it? They can find out about all sorts of things. And they can even find out about things you've done years ago. You never know from one day to the next what's going to be socially acceptable and what's not. When I was in my first law firm, I shouldn't even say where it was, but I got in a fight with someone that was a well-known Brat Pack star at, inside of an establishment. And everyone in the firm found out about it and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I was terrified. I thought I was going to lose my job. These days, I probably would have lost my job, especially if they found out where it was. But the, the point is that you just never know. Things change. What's acceptable in one generation, time may never be acceptable in another. It's just things change. So you have to be very careful and you have to be very concerned about your behavior and, and what other people think about it. Even if people seem very tolerant of certain types of behavior at this point in time, they might not be in the future. So anything that seems a little off to you, you need to be careful. You can do whatever you want, but you don't want other people to learn about it if it seems a little out of control. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. And you're right. Today's social standards are very different. What's acceptable now varies quite greatly from what was acceptable in the past, as well as we have social media and it's so easy for a video or a picture to get posted everywhere. And suddenly somebody that you never even knew is talking about you at the water cooler. And that's probably not going to reflect so positively on you. Yeah. I've just seen some of the strangest things. I saw one woman, uh, that was fired because, uh, she had some post on Facebook that she didn't like practicing law from years ago and a firm found it it's when she was trying to go to a new firm after her firm merged. Some of the most bizarre stuff you can imagine. I saw one person get fired because they forgot to put down that they were uh, suspended from a Bible college for one semester because they, uh, th they did something that was considered a moral infraction, which is basically, I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but it was no more serious than kissing their girlfriend and they forgot to disclose it in the bar. I, I've just seen the strangest things and then get fired because the bar didn't like the fact that they forgot to disclose that they were, I've seen the strangest things happen. So you just have to be very careful about all this. Yeah, absolutely. It, it never hurts to be too careful and you can always check in with your superiors. So you understand what is acceptable at the firm, what are the standards and beyond just what's acceptable inside and outside of work. What 
things do you need to do to improve or what areas do you need to improve your work so you can excel? It, it's always a good idea to just check in with other people who can give you an outside perspective. And is there more that you want to add to that? No, I think that's about it. The big thing is just like when people are trying to improve at anything, like you're trying to improve your job and you're trying to get better and you're trying to be better at it, whatever it is you do. There's a lot of people that have done what you're trying to do before. So why not ask them for advice? Because they can help you. They can help you get there very quickly. So the more advice you ask for many times, the faster you can get to where you want to go. And the people who are above you generally are the people who were five, 10, however long ago. So it's a great idea to ask them like, Hey, what did you do to rise to the occasion? What did you do to come up in your career? And uh -huh. even showing that level of interest might earn you a mentor as well. So that kind of plays into the 16th point in this guide, which is that if you're not engaged in your job, then you might need to find a new one. So tell me a little bit more, like how can you stay engaged in your job if you're losing engagement and at what point do you know that it's time to move on? I think that job, just like every relationship and every thing you do goes through ups and downs, but in reality, whatever job you do to some extent should feel like play. So you should enjoy what you're doing. It should be engaging and it shouldn't be something where you get up each day and you're not excited about it because it's not giving you uh, positive feedback. It may be that you're unhappy practicing law. But it may just be that you're unhappy working or you're unhappy in your life or you just don't know what it is. You just need to know about all of those things. Once you understand that, that level of engagement and find something you like, you'll be in good shape. There is such a thing as work, and I guess they call work work for a reason, but you should enjoy practicing law. You should enjoy it. Another thing that you mentioned in this guide is that it's important to stay engaged in your job. And if you're not engaged, then you might need to find a new one. How can you tell that your level of engagement is waning? And is there any way to get re-engaged or reinvigorate yourself before you decide to change? Engagement is about a lot of things. Uh, and, and I think people are engaged for different reasons and unengaged for different reasons. But the big thing is, I think it, engagement means you're looking forward to your job. You're looking forward to the work. There's something that's exciting to you about it. Not only is it important for you to stay engaged with your job, it, it's important to make sure that your law firm is able to provide enough work for you. And if it starts to go downhill, it might also be time to find another law firm to work for. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what are some of the warning signs or, or how can you be you know, ahead of the curve if your law firm does start to decline? Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. That's a good question. Law firms that are going downhill, many times the law firm may be having serious financial problems and make it likely that the law firm could potentially go out of business. Uh, the law firm may uh, be laying lots of people off, closing offices, losing big clients. So you just need to be careful and you need to look for the warning signs. The big thing that I would say though is that Every law firm really goes through ups and downs. So 
you, you need to be careful. And if something's not going well in your firm, think that's a permanent type of thing because it's not always, you just need to be very careful, but it's usually not something to worry too much about. Yeah, that's understandable. And another reason that you might need to look for another firm or potentially even another career is if you're not a good fit for the culture. How can you try to assess the, the culture of a law firm before you start to work there? And when does it make sense to try to fit in versus find a new environment? Different law firms have different cultures and you may fit in at certain cultures and not others. Some law firms are uh, very laid back and uh, informal. Others are very formal and you have to understand what kind of environment makes you the most comfortable. And some certain people are not comfortable at different types of environments to the extent you can, but you want to make sure that you're a fit wherever you're working. Absolutely. And not only that, but you always need to be finding ways to improve yourself. And how would you recommend that attorneys find new ways to improve themselves? In terms of improving yourself, that's a very, I would say, open-ended question. But a lot of times when people start their, their careers, they believe that they're set or they think if they get a certain job that they're set. And that's just not the case. You have to constantly be improving wherever Anytime you're in a law firm or in your career, the ability to constantly improve is going to make you better. So you want to basically look back at the person you were six months ago or a year ago or two years ago and be in a much better uh, position. And that's what I would say, but you need to just keep improving. And no one really says that. A lot of times people think once they get to a certain level, they're going to be fine, but it's just not the case. I mean, you need to continue to improve. Absolutely. And there's always new technologies or new case law that needs to be studied. You can definitely find ways to sharpen your skills in areas that you're already good at while finding new areas to broaden your horizons and make yourself more valuable. Exactly. So another point that you make here is how FaceTime is very important in law firms. And tell me a little bit about what exactly is FaceTime and how can you make sure that you're getting enough of it? And also, is there a point where it's too much? FaceTime is about a lot of things, but one of the big things about FaceTime is just People need to see you, and if you're not seen, then you're out of mind. So just being seen is very important. So just making sure that people see you and that they know that you're there. And if they see you working, then they know that you're there. And a lot of people aren't seen. The more you're seen, the better off you're going to be. Absolutely. And now that remote work is becoming more common, that also extends to Zoom calls or, or other interfaces where mm -hmm. you should be using a webcam and have a professional presentation both with yep. your you know, physical appearance and your background, whether that's a, a nice virtual background or just a mm -hmm. clean environment behind you, nice mm -hmm. lighting, good sound, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And so the last point in this guide here is an extension of this idea that you should have a, a professional appearance and you should always have you know, good quality work. And that's because you are a product. And tell me a little bit more about what it means to be a product in the sense of practicing law. As a product, what that means is the law firms have their choice and employers have their choice of who they want to use and who they want to hire. The work that you do is they're buying a product and there's good products and there's bad products. Everything's a product. And so you need to be aware when you're working anywhere that as a product, you're expected to behave in a certain way and to produce a certain type of work. And so when people talk about you, they'll talk about the same way they talk about features. They'll say, this person's very good at this. They're very good at that but they're not good at this. It's almost like how you would talk about a car or a piece of electronic equipment. And it's not a nice thing to say, but you have to keep in mind that you see yourself one way. People that are hiring you 
see you as your ability to earn the money and to all those sorts of things. The more you see that, the better off you're typically going to. Absolutely. And that extends to even the people in your law firm that might be choosing who to work on a certain assignment. It mm -hmm. extends to clients when they're deciding what law firm to hire, or even if you're a personal network, people who might be looking for an attorney would come to you if you are a good quality product in a, in yeah. a social environment. Great. That actually uh, completes our list of advice. Do you have anything else you want to add? Just general advice for attorneys to help them in their career? No, I think all of these are important things to understand. I think that each of these points that this is based on, I've done articles about and other podcasts. So just looking at this stuff closely, I think is what I would recommend and just making sure that you're uh, on top of all this stuff because it's, it is important and will determine uh, kind of a course of your career. Excellent. Thank you for all of that advice and I look forward to the next podcast.